0: The Yak Legion Podcast and the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Podcast are sponsored by the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. You can reach them at BuckeyeKayakFishingTrail.com. Strictly Sail in Blue Ash, Ohio. Reach out to Brian for all your Hobie needs at 513-984-1907. And American Tackle Company. You can find them at americantackle.us. Howdy y'all, Zach and Billy here, then this is the Yak Legion podcast, baby, and we have Jennifer Lambkin here, she's um, a bass angler from the south, she's down there in Texas, uh, she just fished the, um, the women's only kayak bass fishing tournament down there on Athens Lake in Texas, so uh, how's it going tonight, Jennifer?
1: It's going really good, thank y'all for having me.
0: Oh yeah, that's awesome, man! Uh, yeah, glad you came on. Um, so I know you have a background in bass fishing, but this was kind of your uh, first big experience with a kayak, uh, like kayak fishing, a tournament.
1: Yes.
0: Great. How did you get on the kayak? And what kayak were you on?
1: Okay, so I had a friend that uh, let me borrow his kayak. I was going to be in a pelican, like just a pedal, a uh, paddle kayak. But I had a friend reach out to me and said I had a Hobie uh, Pro 14 pedal kayak. pro oh, 14? Uh, yeah. And it was nice. I was really appreciative that he let me borrow it.
0: Oh, wow. So uh, what kind of bass fishing background did you have exactly?
1: So normally I'm in a boat with, like, my dad and my brother, and we're um, on Lake of the Ponds area. And so when we're bass fishing on in a boat, you know, you just sort of fish in the live well and just go. So that's what I'm used to doing is just sewing them live well and continue fishing or go and wait. So this was a little bit different, but I've been bass fishing for about two years. I'm nice. getting, I've been fishing my whole life, but species-specific the last two years.
0: Now, I know you have a uh, Facebook page called Southern Bell Fishing. Uh, mm-hmm. What made you start that?
1: Well, I'm always fishing, and I have people asking a lot of different questions about where I'm fishing or what I'm fishing with. And then um, eventually, there's a, there's a lot to do with fishing that I don't think people understand. So different lures that you use, to lines, to poles, to everything. So I'm kind of slowly talking about different things that you can fish with. And then I'm still learning how to, you know, be more species specific and go after a bigger bass. And this is kind of like Southern Bell's my page to show my journey in bass fishing. Oh, and encourage wow. other women to bass fish.
0: Yeah, I noticed you showcased, like, other women in bass fishing. I saw you had uh, Cher Carbassian on there, and uh, she was actually on the show a few episodes ago.
1: Yeah, I saw her when y'all, when y'all were talking with her, because she was actually, y'all talked to her, I think, the day before the kayak tournament, and she won that tournament.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. She's Man, she's an awesome fisherman. That's that's That was definitely very impressive.
1: That so sweet. She, she's a sweet person, too, inside and out, like, she did great on that tournament, and she was super helpful for me because that was my first tournament. And she uh, – because the idea of weighing a fish on the kayak was actually having me really nervous or, like, measuring it. So, I'm uh-huh. like, you have to hold your phone and do what? So, she was telling me little tips on how to hold the measuring board and take a picture of the fish. So, she – I mean, she she was helping me before that tournament, and then she said she won. Like, she was just a sweet person.
0: So, you friends with her before the tournament? I,
1: now, no we we had never we had never talked before that tournament and so she was just being just an awesome person by helping me and teaching me a little uh tricks to be able to measure the fish because I, I was confused on it so she it's, was, i mean it was like,
0: it's it's completely different than the bass boat world where you you bring in um a limit of fish in your live well and you weigh them all right there usually at the meeting location or the weigh-in location and Kayak fishing is a little different because you got to, you got to carry around your um, your hog trough or measuring board and you got to sit there and measure. You got to take a picture of them. And you got to do all yeah. this while preventing that bass from jumping off the board back into the water. And it can be very yeah. challenging. But it's I was terrified. They said you have
1: to keep your number to where they can see your number if they if the fish is. I mean, I, I was panicking. Like, honestly, I did get in this tournament well i caught a bluegill but um, <laughs> i was really really nervous about like if i did get a fish in the boat like what am i gonna do <laughs> so, wow so what,
0: so what made you go and fish that tournament
1: well i, I started southern Bell just a little bit before then i had a tiny boat little sun dolphin sportsman boat and i've been taking that different places and just fishing and practicing and I saw that tournament, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. My mom had a kayak that I could use, so I was just going to go ahead and jump off and just try it. I figured, what do I have to lose? And then that's where, when I did it, I started um, meeting a lot of other women that's in the kayak world, and I love it. And so now I'm on my journey to find what kayak I want to be in.
0: Well, what did you think of that Hobie PA-14?
1: I did like it. It was like, I mean, it was like a a... It was huge, <laughs> let's just say that. it was huge. I was able to stand up in it real good and fish, and then, I mean, it was real smooth. It was big, so, like, I'm kind of thinking that might be a little too big for me, um, yeah. but I really enjoyed the system. It was nice. It was easy to use.
0: I think Cher Carbassian, she's in a outback, if I do believe. Yeah. And They're a little bit sleeker, lower profile, smaller, um, and I have the Hobie PA-12, and they're just like a step, a step down from the from the 14. So, they're not as bulky, but they're still a bulky kayak.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure. It was nice, though. I mean, I, I'm not totally against the 14-footer yet, but I do want to try some other ones. I know there's a lot of different brands out there, so I don't want to just say, I've been in a Hobie and that's what I'm going to stick with. I kind of want to see what else is out there, though. Oh, there's
0: that's a lot nice. of great brands out there, for sure. Definitely. Um. So, that's awesome. So, you're going up there. Did you camp for the tournament?
1: Idea. The night before, uh, um, Mariner cells out of uh, Dallas. They were there and they provided us with some food. And in the morning of, they also took, they took great care of us. They were one of the sponsors for the tournament.
0: Oh wow! So they treated you good.
1: Oh yeah, they they treated us all really really good. It was it was very, I was surprised to see that. I'm normally there's a bass tournament. You just show up the, the, you know, the morning of, like you just head out or you don't even talk. With, sometimes you don't even talk to anybody and go. And so it was nice to have that little meet and greet and then the night before and then the morning of, we got, they also provided food for us that morning before we went out on the, on the water.
0: Wow. Well, that's pretty interesting. Um, so your how'd your tournament day go? You only caught a bluegill, you said?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did. Uh, it was good. It was nice being on the water. So being in the water during that tournament, I was like more like nervous, like, okay, I got to catch fish, got to catch fish. And then finally I just kind of slowed down and enjoyed being on the water. And being in a kayak versus a boat, there's, there's just so it's hard to compare the two because being in the kayak, you're so low to the water. You're in Lake Athens It's a clear lake. So you could see everything. Like I could see fish, I just couldn't catch fish. But um, then I saw like, you know, I'd see gar. So being that close to the water in the kayak was, it was beautiful. Like the whole morning was great. The, and when we had pat and then the tournament I know other tournaments are a little bit more stricter, like you're not supposed to talk to the other anglers or whatever. But this one we had passed by people like, Hey, how you doing? And they're like, Good and so then we were just paddling along. It was a it was it was a great, great tournament. Everybody was super sweet. So you'd have somebody like, Hey, how did you do? They say, Yeah, oh, I caught a couple and we had watched that um the we the, the I angler tournament. So we kind of see like people going up and down on it on who was winning. You but know, I, didn't,
0: I, gotta come. I gotta come. You know, that's one great thing about kayak tournaments is the brotherhood, the sisterhood. Um, everybody's friends. You know, we're all competing against each other, but people are willing to help each other out, uh, show you the ropes, and you really uh, develop a lot of really great friendships through this sport.
1: I feel like I have. I, I've stayed in contact with a lot of the girls, and we're already trying to plan how to get together again and just go out fishing. Share is one that I'm like, we're going to get together. We're going to go fishing. I want to go to, I really want to go to Caddo or a Lake Nakanishi as the two next two lakes that I want to go to. But I'm hoping some of them girls come out. And I don't know, it's really, it's neat to see all the girls that being in a kayak versus a boat, we can all go out together and kayak fish around. I think it's a little bit different than being in a boat. It's like when you go out with boats and there's three boats, you're not really hanging out, like fishing, talking. If that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. You, you put three people in a boat, and it's kind of hard to, like, make sure you don't hook someone. But when you're in a kayak, y'all
2: could all, like, go around. So yeah, it you I'm know what? Fish. Hey, Zach, it, it, does, it makes a lot of sense. And um, it makes me think about how with kayak fishing, it's just like a – it's a judgment-free zone. You know, I fished five tournaments for the first time this year in a kayak. And just to make you feel better about your bluegill, um, I was skunked all five tournaments. <laughs> And I kept going back, and i'm I'm fishing out of a pelican catch one twenty. and all these guys, I mean, I can't tell you how many like Zach have p a twelve p a fourteens. they're you know these bona fides, some of them have just the trailers and the trucks. And you know, for me, when you see someone roll up in a sixty thousand dollars boat uh, with a brand new you know Dodge or Chevy truck, um it it can be a little intimidating, so, You talking about you know having the girls go out and all that, um, you know it's it's the same way for me. It was it was intimidating. Like I I didn't know what I was getting into, Um, but when you first started talking, you know I have two daughters, and I actually work uh, my full time job. I work for a cosmetic company, and um, it's just amazing what uh, you know a confident female can do. And I just hope that my girls, you know, can. Can be exposed to or be around someone like yourself that just says you know fishing is in some places they think like that's a guy's thing and it's like what girls can do anything a guy can do um oh, yeah. and sometimes a guy can't do things a girl can do like me not catching fish but um <laughs> so i wanted to i want to say thanks and uh i just thought it was cool how you you just talked about going out everyone in the kayak um floating together you know on the lake as opposed to you're in a boat and you can only take two or three people um, right. that's cool
1: and and with your daughters you know jumping in a boat with guys sometimes is real intimidating even for me like i've been fishing i know i can catch bass but even getting in a boat with a guy you're kind of like okay well you know you don't know their reaction to certain things but you know being in the boat with the girls is, it's more it seems i don't know with this tournament it seemed like everybody was really chill you could have a conversation you could say like hey what are y'all fishing with what are y'all doing you know and everybody just was willing to help you on this tournament. And then in the kayaks, I've had people, you know, just like my friend that let me borrow his kayak, he's like, hey, take it out. You know, I'm like, are you sure? Like, I know you spent a lot of money on this. He was like, no, you know, take it out see how it is. Um, I don't know many guys that would say, yeah, do you never take my $60,000 boat out and have fun? <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't know any right. of them who do that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, exactly. It, it
1: was It was a really good experience. And your daughter, you know, be able to get in a kayak and fish these tournaments alongside of some of these really great guys. You know, that that's one thing I look forward to, you know, being in a kayak and fishing with some of these really good guys. I'm excited. I
0: plan on getting a kayak. I
1: want to fish these tournaments. I want to, I want to make a name for myself. A little bit. little name.
0: <laughs> you know, there's uh there's a few women that actually do really good in these big major tournaments. I'm I'm sure you've heard of Christine Fisher. Yes. Yeah.
1: And yeah. I love her. Like she, she is a good role model for women, 100%, and, and young women. Um, she's very clean. She is, uh, she, the way that she approaches the fishing uh, world is great. I love watching her, and I have a lot of respect for how she does it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, she's always posting videos on YouTube and trying to help people out and uh, giving instructional videos. And um, I've met her a couple times. Well, I've met her in Guttersville, and she seems like a very, very nice lady. Awesome, awesome angler too. Yeah, she's
1: <laughs> gotcha, she's fun to watch and she's silly and she's sweet. Like I, was, she's the man I went and I'm My daughter watches because I
0: have a little girl. I have a six year old. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got a daughter. She's two.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Bill, Billy has several kids, don't you?
2: Yeah, I have four total. I have uh, two boys and two girls, and uh, think- yeah, they all they all love to fish and get outside and all that. Um, I wish I had, you know. Five or six kayaks, but unfortunately, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Are you married?
1: I am married. I'm married, and I have um, been married seven years now. We have a six-year-old and a four-year-old.
0: Oh, does your husband fish?
1: (laughs) No, he doesn't. What? (laughs) Well, he hunts, and then he also is a mechanic, and he's rebuilding a 69 Chevy short bed with a big block and a blower in it. So I mean, he's still pretty cool. <laughs> he oh just doesn't fish.
0: <laughs> oh, so you're the fish in that in the family?
1: Yes, <laughs> I
0: am.
1: And I can be out there all day. Even last night, I was just catfishing. I wasn't bass fishing. Catfishing with the kids seems to be better. Just well, I was in like a little hole, and we were just catching them like all night. Um, and that's what I did last night. While like, he just hung out with my my mother's boyfriend. So <laughs> I'll sit down there all day fishing. Oh,
0: that's he's awesome! Yeah. Uh, catfishing is great for kids, you know. You oh. throw the line out in the water and you just kind of wait, it's not casting, They in. play
1: in the water. Yeah, that's and that, I, I, I know some people are like, How do you get your kids to bass fish? Because my daughter will go bass fishing with me, she's six. My son, he'll play around with it for a bit, but I really started fishing with them with you know, just catch doing bluegill and catching catfish. And even now, they both love it, but you with kids and fishing, you just got to make sure that. You have something for them to do so they don't get bored, and you're not keeping them out there all day and them not like fishing. <laughs> Both my kids love
0: it. Yeah, you know I had a cousin. He hates fishing now. Can you imagine somebody hates fishing? But yeah, he hates fishing now because his, his dad took him constantly as a kid, and um, that's a big thing. When you take a kid fishing at a very young age, and you're out there like eight hour days dragging your kid along an eight hour fishing trip. That's hard on little kids, especially five, six years old when he's out there in the sun in the boat for that long. And his dad always dragged him out when he was young like that, and he hates fishing now. And I hate to see that, you know, because his his dad's all a uh, big outdoorsy guy. But He's got a bear hanging up in his living room. He's got a moose. He hunts. He fishes. He does all this stuff. But his son hates all that stuff because he was just... His son was dragged into it, and it was thrown in his face too much, I think, as a kid. And now when I take my daughter, even though she's two years old, she's caught several nice bluegill, and we'll go out for a couple hours and be done, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: you got to keep it short and
0: keep it fine. Oh, definitely, definitely. So um, what what would you say are the biggest differences between you coming from a boat and fishing with a motor to fishing on a kayak?
1: having a motor <laughs> I, I mean it's hard i mean like i'm i'm a little girl and um you know i'm in i'm in decent shape but, like, i would get exhausted like going across the water because in a boat, like i'm saying like you'll see that spot like okay i'm going to go over there and you just you know you can you know turn the motor on and go pretty quickly or the solid motor and go all over well you're the motor in the kayak so i mean you're having to use your whole body and you're trying to cast it I mean, there's times I get over there to the spot that I was in. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, all right, we got to fish now. So, I mean, that's a, that's a, probably the pro of being in a boat is having a motor. The pro in being a kayak is just being, you know, getting into some of those spots that you can't get that boat into, you know, getting behind some of the trees and um, getting up closer to the bank. Those are, like, I'm excited to fish in the spring in a kayak. Mm-hmm. So, that's why I'm like, between here and spring i'm hoping to figure out what kind of kayak i want to be in and i want to fish tournaments this spring because i'm like thinking about the that can maneuver that kayak get up in there real quiet um that's what i liked about being in a, a kayak is you know just it's quiet you just move it's just so pretty they're so close to the water
0: you know they do make the motors the for, at that lake. they do make motors for kayaks People put trolling motors on them. People put, um, actually, some people put four or five horsepower Hondas on them. <laughs> they make one car torpedo.
1: not saying I'm lazy or anything, but that y'all could see Jennifer out there with the motor. <laughs> yeah.
0: But
2: I
1: now, no, so- I do have a tiny boat too. My tiny boat is like eight foot, so and it has a trolling motor on it. So if I need a motor, if I want to do something like that, I'd probably just use that. Okay,
2: <laughs> hey, well. Uh, Jennifer, in your, as far as like being lazy or not being lazy, just find out if it's um, within the rules. That's all you care about. If you're yeah. gonna go out and catch a big bass, <laughs> if it's I, legal, I'm good. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: that's true. Yeah, I've been right there with you. I'm not. Uh, a Jackson Kusa,
1: and it has a flex drive, and they have like a little troll motor, like a motor that you can put on
2: that one. That's okay. one. Yeah, a- yeah. If KBF allows it, you know, do it. Yeah, oh.
0: some trails allow them, some trails don't. Now the Hobie Bassa Open Series, they don't allow any mo- electric motors or gas motors. It's all like uh, man powered, uh, human powered. But then like the KBF and a lot of the state trails, they let you use motors. Well,
2: I mean, of course, of course, Hobie's going to not allow it. <laughs> their whole franchise is built on their their drive system. Yeah. You know. So that's you know, there's that part of it. I love the Hobie, but yeah. It's, it, it is what it is. If you go out and spend, you can spend $2,000, $3,000 on a really high-end kayak and then put another 1000 to 1500 in the motor. Or you can go out and spend 5000 on a Hobie. Um, the cost is going to be about the same for a really, especially this new 360 drive that the Hobie has. It's amazing. Um, but if you go out and try to buy a bona fide 127 and then rig it up, to try to keep up with that Hobie guy, you, you probably have about the same. You might save a little bit, but it's really about preference. I think. Yeah. That's Wouldn't well, you agree, I, Zach? I, I hear you on that. Well, that's
0: great. Well, we'll go, we'll go to a commercial break here. And when we come back, uh, we got some more questions for you, Jennifer. And here is a word from our sponsors, Venom Lures in Lancaster, Ohio. They're known for their great soft plastics and terminal tackle. They've been providing quality products from right here in Ohio since 1984. Mr. Dustin Carnes is the new owner and inventor of the DK rig. It's a weedless version of the Ned rig that's taken the fishing world by storm. You can check them out at VenomLures.com. Our next one is Strictly Sail. It's located on Kenwood Road in Blue Ash, Ohio. They sell Hobie, New Canoe, Feel Freeze, Three Waters, uh, Johnny Boats. And they've been providing high quality service to fishermen and watercraft enthusiasts since 1978. Reach out to Brian Tacey at 513-984-1907. Or you can check them out at strictlysailinc.com. We have American Tackle Baby, the inventors of the Microwave Line Guide System. Great company, run by a great guy, Austin Todd. Definitely, definitely check them out. Their fishing rods are far superior. And then lastly, Fishing Real Fishing Company. They help make the logo of the Yak Legion. Great company. Check them out at realfishingco.com. All right, and we are back. So I know uh, Billy had a couple questions for you.
2: Yeah, I did. Um, You know, what's funny, I'm just going to be completely honest with you guys. I actually thought we were recording a few minutes ago when (laughs) I was talking about (laughs) when you did the commercial, I thought you just stop it and then you play it again. So, (laughs) yeah. Hey, Jennifer, um, did you hear about, (laughs) okay, so I'm from Ohio. And uh, clearly you're down in Texas. Did you hear about the guy that? This is so fake and scripted because we just talked about it. <laughs> um, did, did you hear about the guy that was cheating and he actually got some jail time, on cheating in a bass tournament down in Texas? Yes, where he
1: cut the fish's
2: tail. Yeah, he cut the tail. So my thought was in Ohio. You know, I don't, I don't feel like in Ohio the guy would have, you know, had some jail time or whatever. But my big takeaway was. If you're going to cheat in a bass tournament, uh, make sure it's not in Texas, because uh, they take that okay. stuff pretty serious.
0: They'll end up shooting you. <laughs>
2: That's well, I think first, that
0: guy, like he had won a lot animals. of money. We,
1: Texas, we are hunters, we are fishers, and we want to make sure our animals are taken care of. When we bass fish, you know, you know, get in your boat, put it in the level, take care of it until you go weigh it, or like kayak fishing, you know, same thing you know hold it in the water let it breathe put it on the on the measuring board put it back in the water you know we want to make sure that these fish are around for generations generations so yeah if you're going to cut a fish's tail for a tournament, you're going to go to jail in texas <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that was bad yeah. stuff I, that was all over the internet all over the news when that went on and there's uh people do all kinds of things to cheat they'll cut the boards and you know, for someone that when there's money involved, just, there's always going to be somebody that's going to try to to cheat and steal and try to get that money. I mean, it's it's just awful. Any sport there is, so uh, let's get into your fishing background a little bit. Um, so you've grown up fishing in Texas most of your life. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what do you like to throw exactly? Well, for bass. What's some of your favorite lures to throw for bass?
1: So my absolute favorite one, and uh, it's it's one of the cheapest ones you can buy. But I've caught all my big fish on it. It is a chartreuse H and H spinner. A spinner. Mhm.
0: H and H. H and H spinner. So how do you normally uh, fish that?
1: Uh, I have a spin cast. I I put it on a spin cast uh, with a, a a light line, like a eight pound line maybe, and um. It's great movement. You can feel it. I fish with lures, and um, that's what I usually – that is my go-to lure, which it did not help me in that Athens tournament. But if I usually if I throw, I can throw everything in my tackle box and not catch anything, I can put on an H&H and catch something. That's my, like, go-to lure. Um, I've been playing around with a lot of different things, though. I've been playing – you know, I've got me a whopper popper, and um, I really enjoy it, but I like throwing frogs. Uh, one of the things that you see, if you're on my Facebook or even Instagram, I got one of those uh, phantom spiders. And that's one of the things I really enjoy throwing too is a phantom spider just because it looks crazy coming across the water.
0: Have you caught very many okay. fish that spider?
1: I've caught a couple. They're not big. I, I really just played with it at a little pond, but I've caught probably five little bass, you know, like little one pounders.
0: 'Cause that was the hot lure this year. The little the little top water spider that runs across crazy, the water.
1: It's creepy, man. It's so creepy. So when it you mean it looks like the spider's like coming out of the fish's mouth. So I love it. I think it's awesome. And I mean I've been successful. I've caught some with it. I haven't taken it to the lake and played with it really. But it's just because we here lately when we've been fishing we've been doing more worms. Uh like a a watermelon red uh brush hog is one of the things that we use a lot at Lake of the Pines over at. And we've been really successful with that one there. I want to figure out what else we've been fishing. Really that's it up there at the lake, like frogs and um
0: my is there a Ned name. rig, Eddie?
1: Excuse me?
0: A Ned rig, you throwing that yet? Yeah? A cinco. Do any tip
1: I've been I've been sewing chatterbait. I bought one of those uh cameras. Oh, be nice. I've
0: a couple on it. So what do you normally fish? Are you fish in ponds, lakes, rivers? What's your uh, forte? It's uh
1: lakes and uh a couple of
0: ponds. But a Is lot, lot of Public ponds, know, but... private. Uh private. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Any big and
1: bass not- in them? Oh yeah. I've been pretty lucky. I've caught uh, this. I've caught a seven
0: fourteen out of the out uh, the pond. Seven pounds fourteen ounces. That's oh, wow. my that's my that's my TV right now. Oh, it's
1: your personal best. That's nice
0: personal best. Yeah. I know uh, they get big down there in Texas. Everything's big. The hair, the guns, the booties. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, Lake Fork is the
0: one that I'm hoping to get on this next year too. Oh, that Lake was, Fork. That's, yeah. that's a
1: legendary. And then, you know, I want to travel around. There's that, another like Lake Gunner's Bowl. I want to go to Alabama and fish that one. I went. I used to fish there when I was a kid. And uh, I've been wanting to go back as
0: an adult. <laughs> oh, I was just there in September, and I fished the Hobie Bass Open Series there. And, man, the bass in that lake just, they fight. Oh, they fight you. Um, they're like a mix. Uh, someone told me they were a mix between the Florida Strand of bass and the Spotted Bass. So they get the size of the Florida Strand. They get the fight of the Spotted Bass. And, hey, man, that was a lot of fun. Me and my buddy John Graves went down there and fished for that and camped for the for like four. I think it was four nights. We were down there, and uh, that was a fun trip. That Guntersville is definitely an awesome lake.
1: That's one
0: of the lakes I want to fish. <laughs> That's awesome. So you fished there a lot as a kid, you said. Who took it? You. That was younger. Dad? My grandfather
1: lived there, and we would go camp in there some. There was more on the bank. We never got in a boat with my grandfather.
0: Oh, I got you. I got you. So you said you're down there in Texas. And when I think of Texas, I think of uh, those big alligator gar. You ever catch any of those?
1: I haven't, but I was telling my, um, who was I talking to earlier? I think I was talking to my husband about it. I like, me and you need to go down the river and catch a gar. And he actually agreed to it. So I do, I have not a, caught a gar. We almost caught one at um, Lone Star Lake, uh, me and my dad when we were fishing over there. He, got, he hooked one, got it in and came up on some lily pads, but then it got off. So, I've been wanting to catch, and that was just like one of those little needle nose, uh gar, like, but an alligator gar is one that my dad used to catch down close to Corpus. So, my are a lot of my family's in Corpus Christi.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of ocean fishing down there. That's right on the ocean, isn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: Have you done any saltwater fishing?
1: I've done a little bit. We went out a couple of years ago. I caught a couple of reds, then a bull red, and a shark.
0: Nice. How big was the shark?
1: It was like four feet.
0: Nice. That's pretty impressive. It was
1: Atlantic shark nose, and we ate it. It was delicious.
0: Wow, wow. So, uh, on the Yak Legion podcast, we play a little game with all our guests, right? It's a fishing scenario game. I'm going to give you three fishing scenarios. I'm going to put them on Texas, be easy for you. And uh, you're going to give a best a description on how you'd best handle each scenario. So,
1: what do I win if I play your
2: game? Um, Respect. <laughs> so, you win some H&H uh, spinnerbaits? because yeah. you, you okay. said they're cheap <laughs> they're
1: cheap they're less than two dollars
2: <laughs> oh, there you go zach will send you <laughs> one of those <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so number
0: one all right you're fishing in the middle of july and you got that hot texas sun coming down on you let's say you're fishing your ponds your private ponds and uh the water's boiling hot it's hot you're sweating you're probably getting sunburned a little bit um, let's say you start at eight o'clock in the morning. You still got the, the, the coolness of the morning, but the sun's creeping up and it's starting to get hot real fast. So wh- how are you going about fishing that pond? Well,
1: it sounds like a situation I was just in with my friend that we both were fishing. at uh, I don't am pond?
0: Yeah. Hot July oh. day at your pond.
1: We'd still be throwing frogs. Right as the sun's coming up, it depends on where we're at on that. The pond that I'm thinking like, for the pond that I'm fishing, now, I'm thinking it's like this little little nook that's real good. We'd probably go over there because when the sun's coming up and all those trees, it casts a good shadow on there. So we'll kind of fish that shadow right there with frogs.
0: Nice. So what do you switch to when the sun starts beating down and the frog bite turns off?
1: Well. It really depends. So I will throw my H and H. So I always keep an H and H tied on just to see if something's sitting on it. But um, I've been doing a lot of that wacky rigging too. I'm probably going to try to wacky rig and see if they're going a little bit deeper.
0: Yeah, go for the finesse fishing with a wacky rig. That's what a lot of people do when it's hot outside. And <coughs> excuse me, it's. Um... And I'm
1: gonna start playing with that, and that's fine. I like wacky rigging. It's different because I like spinners because I like to keep my hands moving. But I've kind of slowed down and started playing with the worms, like in jigs on the ground on the bottom. Mm. It's a little different. I'm trying to slow it
0: down a bit. Awesome. So here's the next one. Say you're fishing a lake and you've never been to this lake, but it's a uh, Texas lake. You ever fished Lake Athens before? I did. <laughs> okay, you've never fished Lake uh, um, Lake Fork, right?
1: No.
0: So say if you were going to Lake Fort tomorrow, and uh, it's this time of year, how how would you go about researching that lake, breaking that lake down, breaking the bite down on that lake, and fishing it?
1: Right now, I know that most, most of our fish are a little bit steeder, so I would probably be putting on a, a, a crankbait and trying to find about like 12 foot of water.
0: Oh nice, nice. So crank bait. <laughs> Where would you target? Where'd you target? Uh, how deep of water you think? About twelve feet. Running twelve foot cranks. Okay, that's a good answer. So the third one's hey, a little funky. Can I,
2: hey Zach, you mind if I do one? Yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, I just I was like to uh, last time we were on a call, I like to try to try to do a, a would you rather or some kind of scenario question that's maybe specific to. Something that you've given us during the, you know, during the chat. So, uh, okay, you're floating in your new Hobie that you just bought, <laughs> and in in the spring, you're floating down a down a creek in Texas, and you're throwing a chartreuse H and H. You hook into probably what's your personal best in this secret honey hole that you just found that no one else knows is there. You see the fish jump out of the water, spit out your lure, and he swims away and you're devastated but just then you see a 14-point buck cross the creek and you paddle up and you see the trail okay you get home your husband says how was your day of fishing do you keep quiet about the buck and try to return to catch your fish do you tell him about the buck so he can go back in the fall or do you go back in the fall yourself and put up a tree stand
1: <laughs> oh man, that's kind of hard because I—I I mean, I like to hunt too. So, um, I mean, does it make me sound really? I don't know, man. That's kind of a hard. So,
2: they're supposed to be right. hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would, i mean, I'd probably go find that deer. <laughs> I yeah, we're not. If I, okay, so if it's this time of the year, okay. Well, actually, let's go into rifle season because I don't—oh, don't bow hunt. Maybe one day I'm I'm not opposed to. It. But if it was rifle season and, and I just was like I was in the kayak fishing and you know, I just happened to have a Marlin thirty thirty in there with me. I missed that fish. So I'm jumping out that kayak and chasing that deer. <laughs>
2: <But> <laughs> okay. I'll take ta- I'll take it. it. <laughs> I'll take it. Good answer. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> funny.
0: Well that's funny. That's awesome. Congratulations, yeah. all good answers. <laughs> That's awesome. So here's another question I ask all our guests, and that's what's a crazy fishing story you got? And it don't have to be a kayaking story. It could be something scary, something funny, something maybe a big triumph of yours. What's something that comes to mind to tell to share with us tonight? So with my
1: personal best fish, and that's the one that I'm going to do, and it's because I was fishing with another girl. We are in my tiny boat. It was we had been out there for like sunrise and we we had we were fishing until probably about one o'clock and she hooked on to like uh, she caught a 2.4 pound and um and she was thrilled i was thrilled too because we were catching little fish i mean little dinks like nothing big um we were getting sunburned because we had already been out there all day and then she caught the two pounder and then a couple minutes later i caught a five pounder and so we're just excited we're like yes, yes, yes. my friend that was with me she is probably the best person you can fish with because she was just as excited about me catching fish as I was. Like I was thrilled because, you know, I just caught a five pound fish. I'm shaking. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well then we kind of go back around. She's casting, she's trying to catch a big fish. And then I cast out and I hit that. I mean, I mean, you could just feel it just took off with my lure. It was my 18-8. So it took off and everything. I'm like, girl, it's big, it's big. And it kind of like, went across the top of the water where you could see like this yellow green color going across the water and we're like oh my gosh she's looking at me i'm like erica oh my goodness let's do this so then she gets to net and she's like grabbed like i'm trying to reel and she's grabbing my arm going oh my god oh my goodness and i was sitting there and i was just trying to crank and get it in the boat and she's like slow down slow down slow down so like in this boat like we're just we're screaming we're yelling we're she's excited i'm excited we're just trying to get this fish in the boat And she scoops it up, and she gets it in the boat, and she's yelling. Like, I was excited, but she was so excited for me that it made it that much more special. I mean, it was just this great moment. Like, if I could have a fishing moment like that every time I go fishing, I mean, it would just, I'd be the happiest person ever. Well, I'm pretty happy still, but that was just one of those moments that was, I wish I could have just recorded every moment of it, because she made it so special, And I just enjoyed it. Like, our friendship is so great. And then to have a friend that loves me that much, catching a fish, enjoying it, enjoying the sport that I love, it just was great, a great moment. And I can't – that's when I think about bass fishing and how much I love it. That's the moment I think about it, how exciting it was with her in that boat. And, I mean, it was a great moment.
0: (laughs) Wow. That's a good story.
1: Yeah, because my two friends were jealous. And she wasn't. She was just excited.
2: Yeah, I'm. you know what? I've been with both. I've been on both ends, both sides of that coin where you catch one and your friend's really excited for you. And it makes you feel good about your own accomplishment. Um, And then where they, you kind of feel like they're, I don't know, they get quiet and they get kind of weird about it. And you're just like, man, can't you just be happy I caught a fish? Yeah. Um, she <laughs> yeah, no, was excited the whole time.
1: But I will tell you, we caught. I caught that fish at like three. We were sunburned at that time. And she still made me stay out for a couple more hours because she wanted to catch a big fish. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> hey, I play with turning
1: back to parents.
2: You you said that um you wish you could have recorded the whole moment. Have you considered you know doing like GoPro and actually doing that?
1: No, so, well I haven't. Like one of those little knockoff GoPros right now. I'm planning on doing more with recording and trying to. I'm really I've only been doing Southern Bell fishing for two months. Oh wow. um, I've got a pretty good following so far in the two months I've been doing it. I have been picked up by Gill's gear. So Gill's gear is the clothes that I'm in. I'm for them. I love their gear, especially after fishing that, <laughs> doing that. Um, doing that day with her and getting sunburnt. I always I had one of the Gill's gear shirts, and the next day I went to the lake and I was able to wear it the whole time. So, okay, so I know that's. It sounds crazy. Okay, so that day I got sunburned, and then the next day I went fishing, I had gills gear shirt, so I put that on. I was not pro staff for them at the time, and um, I was able to catch some fish, send in some photos for them, and then they picked me up as pro staff for them. And now I don't get sunburned when I go fishing, but I forgot
2: where I was going with it. No, I I love it. So even with the sunburn, the the physical barrier of having the shirt, you know, because sometimes once you're burnt, it's too late. You probably should just stay Mm -hmm. out of the sun. Even if you wear clothing, you can still get additional burn or whatever. And so, yeah. That, yeah
1: that's. I've been sunburned at the ocean and then try to go fishing the next day, and it was impossible, and the, you know, the heat and the sun on it. But I, I am in gear now, and when I went that next day and went fishing, I was kind of worried that I wasn't going to be able to. I brought a, I even brought an umbrella in, just in case because I was fishing with my dad and the, my brother the next day at the lake. And I was really surprised that with the gear shirt on, the sun did not bother my sunburn at all. And that was a huge, I was so excited that I was able to fish because I even told him, I was like, I may not be able to fish very long, very long but I was able to fish for, We I think we still fished for six hours that day. And that was because I was wearing the the, the, the gills gear.
2: I love it. You so know, was- keep wearing your gills gear, but your new Hobie, you can also buy a canopy that goes over top of it. Those are pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Those hobbies are expensive and I have two kids. <laughs> Maybe one day. I don't know. Actually I don't know what I want to be in yet. I wanna go try some out. I know that there's some demo days that I may go see what I want to be in. A uh, Hobie is really nice. I love it. It was really, really nice. I feel like that I feel like that's everybody's told me I should be in. But I wanna see what else is out there before I totally commit to Hobie. Now if Hobie says, Hey Jennifer, we wanna put you in a Hobie? I mean I'm probably I will I will definitely say yes. <laughs> say <laughs> um i want to figure it out i want to see what it's out there and try some
0: other ones and then try some other hobies too oh that's yeah. the best advice i can give about finding a kayak for yourself and that's just testing them out go out and test several brands don't stick to one and you know you'll eventually find what you're comfortable with and what fits you so you said gills gear uh that's one of your pro staff so what are what are you pro staff for uh do you have any other pro staffs right now
1: um I'm also for Real Fine Custom Lures. They're out of uh, Minnesota. Uh, he reached out to me and asked me if I'd want to try some of his lures out. And I said, well, of course. And he sent me some things, asked me if I want to be pro stuff, uh, And I really like everything he sent me. He makes uh, a really neat uh, worm. It has like a black core to it. And then it's clear. And then it's got blue flakes in the clear. And I've been successful catching fish with that one. And also, you know, black, it's a black blackened uh, teal you know, uh, plastic worm. It works really good too. So far, everything you sent me, I've caught fish on and I've really enjoyed, I've, I've enjoyed it. Kind of neat getting people to send me stuff to go fishing. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Pro staffs because awesome.
1: I wasn't expecting it. You know, this was, I didn't, I honestly didn't know much about pro staff or anything. Um, to be honest with you, I've never even heard about it until I started fishing. And then I was looking at people that have pro staff on their Instagram. I'm like, what is this? I started googling it. I was like, what is pro staff? And then uh, Guild Gear was the first one. Guild Gear in real life, they were the first ones to reach out to me and ask me if I wanted to be pro staff for them. Um, And I I, I honestly can't can't tell you how grateful I am for them. And because I love their clothing. I really, truly do. It's not just, hey, I'm pro staff for them, wear their clothes. I'm like, hey, I love their clothes. I happen to be pro staff for them. I have a discount code, you know, use LAMP1025 get you a discount because I really do love this brand. Oh,
0: wow. Uh, and so
1: it's here and then of course, uh, real fine custom lures.
0: Nice. Well, that's pretty impressive. Definitely got a few approach <laughs> to and And uh, you said just after two months of doing this, that's pretty good. That's pretty good record there. Good job.
1: Thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for my chick hunt. I feel like there's a lot a lot of great things that are going to be happening. I'm hoping. I'm excited well, to share my journey with people and then be able to check
0: out other females to do this. Well, keep at it because I definitely want to see some more from you. I'm definitely impressed with what I see so far. And uh, before we wrap this up tonight, um, i got one final question for you. And what's a piece of advice you would give a young lady that's getting into bass fishing right now?
1: Do it because you love it and enjoy every moment on the water and don't feel like you have to be in a bikini to be in a boat.
0: (laughs) Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. You always see the girls in the bikinis holding up the fish and you always wonder, did they really catch that fish? Did their boyfriend or husband catch that fish? And You never know, (laughs) but they get a lot of likes. They get a lot of followings. Yeah,
1: anything a girl wants to do to make money, I have no judgment on them. Um, I just don't want like, I just don't want a young woman to feel like the only way that she can become a pro fisher or be recognized as a serious female angler is that she has to um, be in less clothing than needed. Mm. Uh, I know bass fishing for eight hours, you're, you need to you need to cover your body, and uh, to be bass fishing eight hours in a bikini or with less uh, not that much clothing, um, it. You know, I've done it and I've
2: been sunburned. You can't do that. <laughs> you need to cover your body when you're fishing. Yeah, I I, I've like always, that. I've always thought that it, it comes across, kind of in poor taste and kind of gimmicky, like clickbaity. Um, with something like fishing, you know, show off your fish. You know, um, yeah. I know Zach and I, um, Zach and I have a problem with that too. They're always wanting us to wear less when we're out on the water, <laughs> and uh, we both, we've both said absolutely not. So I applaud you for, uh, doing the same.
0: <laughs> I know everybody wants to see them, my, them shirtless pictures of mine. And <laughs> I said, uh, eh, I got to make a good example. You know, I got, I got to be a good example here. I can't be out there in Daisy Dukes fishing off my public <laughs> PA, you know? <laughs> well, that's funny. Well, I appreciate you coming on tonight, Jennifer. And, uh, seems like you got a lot going for you and, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes from Southern Bell fishing in the future
1: thank y'all
0: for having me oh yeah yeah. thanks for
2: thanks for coming on
0: well thanks everybody listening to yet another episode of yak legion hope y'all have a blessed week tight lines to you